0: Bigger Than Capes Give me some outside oh,
1: me. yeah. yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to it and then I watched it
2: hello welcome to bigger than capes this is our march 2022 roundup and i'm zach and, I'm, <laughs> and, and i and i'm
0: doing it on your own then.
2: <laughs> yeah and i and i'm here it's... with angela will and matt who <laughs> and i don't know why i'm introducing everybody wrong but hey that's that, that's who we are we're bigger than capes thanks <laughs>
3: uh, yeah this has been us uh we'll see you next time <laughs>
2: A <laughs> we'll introduce hi, something Matt. a little bit wrong next time hi, hi Matt how are you doing
3: it seems like I might be doing a little better than you I don't <laughs> know why it is
2: every week I know the words I know how to say them I know how to introduce
3: yeah those. yeah yeah you know the tune and you know the lyrics just not necessarily in the right order
2: yeah definitely
3: yeah. I, don't, um, I don't know
2: if it was last week or the week before where there's where I had to restart the episode because I couldn't remember what the show was called <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a good so, start. So yeah, I'm really I'm doing better done. now, I guess. So,
0: yeah, you got the name we right We got the title,
2: yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like yeah, so so what what what's the show called again?
2: <laughs> I believe it's bigger than crepes, the all the all pancake, <laughs> uh, podcast. pancake <laughs> podcast Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I, I joke about bigger it. than crepes every year, but <laughs> I do I do love a good savory
3: crepe. Oh yeah.
0: Like,
3: it, with, oh no! I can the go. I can go either way. way yeah. But like doing like a Florentine style crepe with like a bechamel, uh, spinach, uh, egg. That's pretty great. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so legitimately, we could do bigger than crepes. Quite. So oh yeah, in our in our March twenty twenty two pancake roundup, <laughs> uh, what did everyone bring to the table? Because like I've I've already said about my bechamel. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, my Florentine.
1: I'm just down with a very simple crepe, just layered with Nutella. Okay. I mean, you know, okay. it's
3: simple, oh, cool. it but you know, um, yeah, we'll... golden syrup every day of the week. Um, Zach, I'm a maple kind of guy. You know? Okay, so <laughs> Angela, we'll start with you then. What order do you put them in for this month? <laughs> no, um, but yeah. So how how is how is everyone? What have you all been up to? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Rocking
1: like, <laughs> back and forth in a darkened
0: room, apparently.
3: Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Will? Have you, um, have
4: you existed? I've existed in some form or manner. I've been able to make a bit more progress on Bloodborne. It's slow and oh, difficult, really? but, but moving I, on.
3: I'm playing for Elden Ring.
4: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, but I'm committed to um, finishing Bloodborne. But yeah, Elden Ring like,
3: looks. Yeah, Elden Ring was going to be my like what's been destroying your life recently. <laughs> um, okay. It looks. It looks very excellent. It's, it's great. I bought myself uh, a new processor just so I'd run it more and more smoothly. I spent about two hundred, uh, just over two hundred quid.
4: It's why I will always be a console
3: player. Yeah, it- <laughs> um, that's because you're sensible. But it's um, great. I'm running around on my horse. My horse is my friend. Um, we have adventures. My horse double jumps up. My horse has a double jump. It's it's the best thing about that game. It's watching a horse <laughs> double jump.
4: I remember in Breath of the Wild, you could like catch multiple horses, but I had such a deep yes. connection with the first horse I caught, Stanley. Yeah. That I I just I never caught another <laughs> horse. I thought, what's the what's the point? You can ride a bear though. Yeah, but Stanley
3: we just really bonded. Yeah.
0: You just but it wouldn't be
3: Stanley. It it wouldn't be cheating on Stanley if it was a bear, because that's a different species. Is that the rule? Yeah, it's like the zip code. <laughs> it's like, like the postcode uh, the postcode rule. Not when, sure that'll hold up in a court of law.
2: <laughs>
3: when will talks about
2: catching horses, I just envision him with a huge butterfly net, just really oh, going yeah. for
4: it. Running
1: round. <laughs> how would you catch a bear would you catch a bear the same way you catch a
4: horse
3: i mean apparently according to (laughs) according to the breath of the wild
4: (laughs) yeah you jump on its back and you you try and hold on until it becomes your friend
0: yeah
3: angela how about yourself what you've been up to catch try catching any horses or bears i've not
1: tried catching any horses um i have been trying to play papers please
3: oh papers great
1: i am literally like how many years seven eight years too late about
3: probably yeah yeah. yeah but it's um, never too late like for, for a great game like that agreed absolutely but
1: it's on me it's on my ipad so i do a little bit here and there oh, i keep replaying days because i hate yeah. myself
3: <laughs> oh i bet it's amazing with a touch screen
1: it really works it's like dude there is a at one point you can get the multiple document upgrade yeah. The, um, yeah.
4: what a full yeah. circle gaming's made where an upgrade now is the multiple document dlc yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, where no, we just in the to world? A yeah, horse yeah. armour to, to document upgrades.
1: But no, it, it's really good because I, I went into it thinking, yeah, I'm going to do it a certain way, and then you find yourself not doing it the way you thought you would, and then just like, okay, I hate myself now. So yeah. I'm going to have to go back and replay that day. How, how many times has <laughs> <does> your
3: family <laughs> died due to exposure? <laughs> or due to not, not being able to get medicine?
1: <laughs> just the once, so far. Yeah. But, you know, I'm Show hopeful. Off. I'm hopeful. That's because I've you... only played it through once when they die, da- and then I've just been trying to find every single way to let them survive, so... Have you gotten anyone wrong
0: when are arrested?
1: Um, I, I, two. I, not... I two so far? There's, mm. a, there's a few. Yeah. There's a few. What confused me was... The, the thing I always get wrong is the gender on the passport. Yeah. Because I just figure that... Fine. They, they want to, they, they identify male. Absolutely fine. They identify female. Fine. Forgetting, that, of course, that that's not the point that they, yeah. you know, then but it's, it's a bit transphobic.
3: And Angela's but, too
2: progressive, uh, papers, please.
1: I'm too, yeah, that's basically it. Every mistake I've made
3: is oh, generally this. related yeah. to the
1: gender. Or so this, I Wokeness.
3: Wokeness killing yeah. papers, please. That's,
1: that's what I've done, basically.
3: <laughs> I'm proud of myself.
2: Um, it is a really good game. I haven't
3: played it in a yes. long time. I Social should. justice bureaucrat. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it no, turn it's...
1: out well for you though. No, it doesn't. Like penalty, penalty, it's penalty.
0: penalty. It's Fine. Such a
3: good game. <laughs> like the first time when you have like something go wrong and you have the person like jump the fence and yeah. stuff. And you see the little animation. It's so. It's such a simple little animation, but it's so effective at conveying everything. Um, but, yeah, we should probably talk about comics.
1: Probably should, yeah.
3: yeah. Rather than just talking about, yeah. like, great, great video games. <laughs> so
2: this month is is this month. This yeah, week is March. our roundup of the, the month of March. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel yeah. like we've got a, a real theme of sequels as well this week. Yeah. Mm. 50% sequels. 50% uh,
0: sequel,
2: Largely to things we haven't talked about. So that's fun. We have talked about Kill Lock. Yes.
1: Quite yes. A bit. We did an entire episode on that. Yeah. We were there.
2: Yeah. Was it all of us? I can't remember who. I,
3: I think was I on was on it. it. Yeah. I was on it. I
1: think it was a big um, everybody
3: together. Angela, were you able to be on it? Or was that one you actually had to miss?
1: I think I can't remember. I, know I think I'm I was disgusted.
3: just really sad that I couldn't. I think I might have been really oh. sad that I could tell you how right you were. Oh, yeah. That yeah, does sound familiar. It actually does, yeah. I, I I'm have to dig into the archive like, later. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I need to apologize to Angela for not reading this quicker.
4: Yeah, because you'd picked it and then couldn't. Yeah, that does sound. I mean, we're getting derailed very
3: quickly. We are getting derailed. <laughs> yeah, <But sorry>. anyway, <laughs> so. So. Well, the, the four, four books, books this month are Armor Clads, number one, Slumber, number one, Count Crowley, Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter, number one, and uh, Kill Lock, the Artisan Wraith, number one. And so, who's uh, starting us off with uh, Armor Clads?
4: I just well, very quickly, Intersect. Oh, I, just the way that it's written and how close the letters are together, it looks a little bit like it's called Armor Dads. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. I, find, I find that quite amusing. Anyway, yeah, Very different yeah, very down. different comic that I'll yeah. be writing next week.
1: Yeah. Well, as Armour Clads is a valiant book.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder be, who
1: I wonder who might be introducing that. Um, it was a
3: real struggle for you this month to pick which book.
1: It was, but ultimately I already had the creative team typed up for the review, which you can <laughs> read on bigger
2: You can also support us over on our coffee page.
3: Oh, I didn't know we had one of those.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no one does because I keep getting to tell people.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
1: so there we are. Um, Yeah, if you want more. So this will kind of be a bit like the review. So Armour Clads is from Valiant. It is written by JJ O'Connor who is also credited with creating it. Uh, The other writer on it is Brian Busoletto? Bucoletto?
3: Bucoletto. Bucoletto.
1: Who, Thank you, Matt. The penciler is Manuel Garcia, the inker is Raul Fernandez, the colourist is Rex Locus, the letterer is one of my favourites, Dave Sharp. Um, so, Armour is... And we're going to have to dive a little bit into Valiant, sorry guys. Um, it is new and original for Valiant, it doesn't really portend to anything previous. Because I got a bit excited when I saw the title Armour Clads, because Armour Hunters was really good from 2014. And in 1994, there was an excellent series. No, it was terrible. Um, Arm Marines. And Arm Marines um, was a whole bunch of Marines who were equipped with armor that was like the exosuit, and they went underwater and fought giant sharks and all that kind of stuff. Um, This bears no resemblance to any of that, sadly. Um, It's its own thing. So it takes place in a planetary system far from Earth Uh, Mysteriously, everyone looks human, but, you know, that's that theory they had in Star Trek about multiple worlds evolving the same way. Um, So, in a planetary system with worlds engaged in continuing battles for supremacy, nations have constructed advanced exoskeletal armor, known as armor clads, hence the title, uh, to fight wars and build worlds. Um, fueling this conquest, genetically engineered workers use construction class mechs called ironclads to mine a valuable mineral known as the pure, which is found on the planet Zeru. Um, and the planet Zeru has a lot of bugs on it. Really, really nasty bugs. Bugs that will eat you alive. Um, so yeah, basically the ironclads are the workers, they are oppressed by the armorclads. Um, you get the feeling they're not doing this voluntarily particularly that it's basically slavery. Um, so they're called grubs by the armorclads. The armorclads go along and they guard the pure, the, An- the Anclads mine it. The Anclads lives are worth very, very little. Um, and we follow several of these characters. Don't get attached. Um, <clears throat> spoilers. So we've got Paris, we've got Layla, we've got Sam, they're the three main ones who actually have proper dialogue and have proper characters. Paris is kind of the leader. Layla's kind of a girl. I mean, she doesn't have a great deal. Of, none of them have a huge amount of characterization. Nah. Um, Sam is kind of the bestest friend trope. Uh, we've also got Ida, Pulo uh, and Jax who exist. Um, yeah. Uh, their handler, who is the armour clad who deals with them, is Sergeant Troy. Um, and yeah, so they're out mining There is a tragic accident Something happens Which um, Paris then gets this rebellious fire Lit within him, as it were And when they're outside and some bugs attack Paris decides to sort of take control of the situation And refuses to help Sergeant Troy And there's going to be consequences So that's that's it It's interesting. I read this about four times. (laughs) I've read this a lot. It grows on you the more you read it. Um, Because I have to say, it didn't the first time I read it. I wasn't overly. I was like, oh, this reminds me of Starship Troopers because there's people in suits fighting bugs on a planet. I I
3: was about to say, Angela. Like, there was one question I had the entire time I was um, was like, do you want to know more? um or uh, like I was just trying to figure out how many uh things from the Verhoeven uh (laughs) Troopers movie I could yeah Yeah. um but also with things from like the Heinlein books where they actually have the giant mechanized suits and stuff
0: Mm.
1: but it does so the more I read it the more I managed to you know I like it on its own merits I think there is a lot of interesting stuff going on it isn't If you've read another Valiant book, it's nothing like another Valiant book or certainly the ones that are out currently. It's quite newbie friendly in that you'll know as much as anyone who's read all the Valiant knows. Um, So it's good from that. But yeah, these characters do sort of grow on you and sort of the situation. It's not a book that I think is entirely successful on a first read. But I think there's a hell of a lot of good ideas. Admittedly, some of it does appear to be ripped off of a film. But, I I don't know, something about it on, I think it was the second read-through, I started to like it. By the third read-through, I was really enjoying it, and I read it for, uh, you know, just for fun. Um,
4: I'm glad you were enjoying it, because otherwise that just sounds like torture.
1: Yeah, it's it's so weird. I can't remember what I said in the review, but I should do, because I only wrote it a few days ago. But, yeah, I like it. I think Paris is a really interesting (laughs) character in terms of sort of the way that you can see him develop. It's kind of unfortunate that there isn't a great deal of characterisation in anyone else.
3: Do Um, you feel like you forced yourself to like it? No. Okay. That's what I mean, like, by the trying again and again until... I
1: tried it again because I think it's interesting, because the first time I read it, I was like, oh, Starship Troopers. Um, And I thought, I'm not... And the other thing is, is I'm coming in with the expectation Valiant at the moment is pushing a lot more to go back to its interconnected universe. Like, The Harbinger and Shadow Man are both books that I don't think you can read without prior Valiant knowledge. You need that. Um, they very much are trading on things that have happened previously. So I was, I was a bit taken aback because Valiant are also bringing back other characters. We're getting a new Archer and Armstrong, yeah. we're getting Exo again and all that. And they're trying to tie it all together. This is nothing like that. This is Mm -hmm. kind of doing its own thing. And I think that's why it didn't initially click with me, because my expectation was this is going to tie into the current Valiant. This is going to tie into things that they're planning this year. And it doesn't. And the first time I read it, I was like, oh. And then reading it again, I was like, I've got to take this on its own merits because it is its own thing. It's its own book and it needs to be taken yeah. almost separate just because it's a valiant book <laughs> it doesn't mean it has to do with the Valiant universe so it's it more about
3: like, reading it with adjusted expectations
1: yes that's it yeah and it worked and i do i like it a lot i have to say i like it a lot on those there are flaws but i think it's interesting anyone else
4: or am I just right as usual <laughs> well i mean i think i think it, it is a collection of not like super original ideas obviously we've said starship yeah. troopers i think there's elements of like avatar the yeah the
0: yeah.
4: cameron not the not not the airbender <laughs> um of like alien um mm-hmm. you know the, those stories of kind of the the Oppressed uh, working class has been in things like um,
1: a lot of media.
4: Yeah, a lot of there's so many things I can't. I just can't pull one to <laughs> to thought right now. Um, but I think it, it pulls them together in a like convincing and cohesive narrative. Um, I think it sort of makes sense that all of these pieces are in place and how it how it plays out. Um, I agree there's not a lot of characterization for for anybody, but I think as a bit of world building, I think it does a pretty decent job to understand, you know, just the stations of these people and kind of what the risks are. Um, Yeah. I think that the general designs of the suits, and particularly the, they don't really go into it, but there seems to be this like orange mechanism which follows them around, which appears to like either come in lots of different types or morph between types.
2: Yeah, just and it's kind it's,
4: of yeah. ever pre-
3: open.
2: Yeah,
4: it's just sort yeah. of ever yeah. present. And I thought the design of that was pretty cool. I thought I liked the look of that. Mm. Um,
3: like, the thing I probably actually liked the most were like because I'll, I'll I'll be honest and say that it didn't super click with me on a first read, and I've not had chance yet to go back for a second. But I, after hearing from Angela, I might actually do that um, just to see because um, I definitely had the, the the expectations of oh it's a valiant book that means that it'll feel like a valiant book in this particular way um i quite i actually really liked the writing on like the um the propaganda
0: um oh, that like was the
3: good. the indoctrination channel yeah.
1: Yeah, like, you're doing this for Alpharon because... Of what yeah, yeah. Alpharon will have clean...
3: The constant... Stuff. Yeah, like, the, the the constant, like, affirmation of um, heroism, basically. Like, the the contrast of, like, between slavery and heroism and... Um, Hard work and salvation, that kind of... Yeah, like, and it very much reminded me of a lot of the um, narrative that went on during the, the pandemic, uh, with nurses and stuff of heroes you you are heroes and <laughs> heroes give sacrifice and but you know that there is a there is there is something on the other side of this and then when you you know and then you find out that the other side is a tiny tiny pay increase that doesn't keep up with inflation that sort of thing it felt very real in that way like uh in its construction in that regard mm-hmm. and i found that actually one of the best bits of the book um that's cool also there was a one of the guys looked to have what might have been a pile bunker on his arm and i love a pile bunker it's one of my favorite dumb robot weapons i'd say dumb robot weapon cool robot weapon cool robot weapons can
4: be both i really like the sort of action set piece where they have to use their various tools um because it is a valiant book like it's not massively graphic um uh, mm, but I yeah. think you, it still shows off the, the like the different weapons that they have at their employ. I mean one guy's just got like chainsaws for arms, one guy's got a drill. It's all uh, oh, chainsaw arms.
2: One's,
0: yeah,
3: one's yeah. A, a chainsaw man. He's,
4: <laughs> he doesn't have a chainsaw for a face, so that's a drawback. But um otherwise Aside yeah,
0: from that.
4: pretty much there. But I thought that was quite a cool little like action set piece, how that plays out.
3: Um I think I like these characters hmm. I I don't know Because I don't know who these characters really are yet
2: I think we're, we're early in the story I There's a lot to kind of come to terms with But I did really like this um, I think A few pages in I'd basically Forgotten that this was a Valiant book Because mm-hmm. it, it's just not <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing I think there have been Valiant books in the past um, Britannia, I think, is a good example yeah. that's got nothing to do. And Britannia, much like this, oh, that's yeah. weird. Much like this, this and Britannia have had have kind of constant opportunity to relate to Exo War. Yeah. yeah, and both of them yes. don't do that. At <laughs> least, at least at this point, resist. So there is any chance that this could. Mm become exo man Jason. Or... yeah when
3: i when i saw the title of armor cards without having read the, yeah. the the brief i was like oh so this is going to be some sort of exo team up because i'd never armorines is one of the rare books like from 90s valiant i'd never even heard of
1: you are missing out on some genuine giant shark
3: action matt
4: <laughs> that reminds me. I think our marines have been reused in Exo Manowar. I think they were a group like
3: a yeah. villains.
4: They were in, thrown like, in
2: for. Life. They or, were thrown yeah. in. Yeah,
3: but I just never heard of the book before.
2: Like I, much like Angela, I did think this was going to be like an updated marines. And hell, mm-hmm. there's still time for it to be. Let's be honest. They're yeah. in a different solar system. They could arrive on Earth, you know, now, and it could have taken. We don't know. Time. <laughs> we, 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 yeah. We've yeah. seen the way Exo time travelled. Yes, G- gets abducted by aliens, comes back, comes back thousands of years later. Anything could happen. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's the thing. This could become a valiant universe book, but right now it just feels like a sci-fi book, valiant. Yeah. Really,
3: and yeah, it doesn't way. need to. It yeah. doesn't need no. from that. We no. just need to kind of a, a sense of whether it is or isn't. And right now, it it's in that grey area, which is exciting in its own way, but i can live with this being a
2: standalone
4: sci-fi story
0: Absolutely. i don't
4: need yeah things. yeah i think valiant have done a, a couple of times where they've thrown a few things out there to see what <laughs> sticks and you get the impression yeah. that if it's popular enough it will then eventually probably fold in like um yeah. was it like psy
2: mm. never folded in no
4: but the, i get Cyl- the impression that that one just that was it. It just wasn't popular enough, so it didn't happen. There but was a
0: reason it wasn't popular. I, I get were the impression that if you know, about as
4: high
2: in to come, though, there
4: were definitely suggestions. There were hits,
0: but <laughs> yeah, it never
4: did. but I think that's it. if something picks up. If this gets enough traction, like I bet at some point it does somehow find its I way into it's, the bigger thing. I
1: think it's got more potential to get traction than Silods.
4: I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think it's
1: like, more accessible.
4: Silods was a
2: bit cosmic yeah. and out there and not a bad comic by any means but i i don't i think it with it being the name of a book from valiant in the 90s the the product mm. it gave us was then kind of out there
4: mm-hmm. yeah yeah this is a much more like relatable um cork and seat i
2: i often find myself fighting scorpion bugs when mm. i'm on my way home from work mm-hmm. so yeah constantly just a tough up.
4: city.
1: Yeah, I mine some pure on the side. I have a will question. Okay. Oh, no. On a matter, pay a will. What's your opinion? Because I know normally you you mention that.
4: Yeah, I do like it. I think it's. Um, I mean, it's used a lot in this. Isn't it? Uh, which I'm I'm actually all right with. Like I don't. I quite like the. Um, sometimes exe- excessive like usage in like manga where yeah. it's used for almost every sound and movement. But for the most part, it fills out the world for me. It makes it feel a bit more immersive. Because um, even though I don't, like, voice them in my head, they suggest a noise. Um, occasionally, they can be a little bit distracting. Like I, I can't think of any particular bits. But there were times when... The noise didn't appear to match up directly to what the action was, or it didn't appear to, and it made me think I'm not quite sure what specifically what's happening because the onomatopoeia is making it a Mm. bit confusing. Yeah, it's
0: such
3: an interesting. They were
4: few and far between.
3: It's such an interesting thing to think about in terms of like the language of comic books and comic book literacy is like that sort of understanding of the onomatopoeia and how if it's off it can totally change your reading of a scene. It's, yeah, it's really fascinating. It's really fascinating. I agree. Um, So anyone have anything left to say on Armadads?
4: I think it's quite nicely coloured. Yeah. I mean, it's not a, I guess it's not a hugely wide palette, Mm. but the The kind of the yellow suits make it really easy to pick out who your ironclads are versus your armor clads and I think do a little bit of kind of visual storytelling Mm. um book.
2: I I think art in general is pretty strong. It fits in with that kind of valiant house style we've kind of come to expect. One thing that it does interest me is that the book is called Armour Clads but then focuses on the group that are Ironclads.
1: Yeah, I, that would be my only, I wonder if it's Armour Clads because we've done books with the name Armour in them before.
2: See I thought that, is it a kind of cynical effort to yeah. sell on the Armour name even though, like
1: Armour sounds what? cooler than Iron, it doesn't but maybe that's what I think hmm Ironclads.
3: I Bounce think Ironclads clads. would I, be. Yeah. I, I'd buy Ironclads. Ironclads might also already be a uh, trademarked term. True. In terms of for the title, yeah. oh, I bet there's an Iron Man
2: spin-off called Ironclads in the past oh. somewhere. Almost definitely. I mean, yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I think iron,
4: anyth- iron anything's a bad way to go. Mm.
1: There was a film in 2011 called Ironclad. Does that help? Yeah,
3: I've seen I, that. it's, That's a of, it's a classification. It's a. It's a type of oh, boat.
1: Yeah, there was a 1991 film called Ironclads, and Ironclads is also a book by Adrian Tchaikovsky, so there you are.
4: Yeah. Um, Probably just avoiding a uh, copyright nightmare.
3: Yeah. But yeah. Lost so, what's the, uh, what's the next book on list? Who's up next? Oh, that's Will. me. Uh-huh. Uh,
4: so, the next book is Slumber from Image Comics the writer is Tyler Burton Smith, the illustrator is Vanessa Cardinale the colorist is Simon Robbins and the letterer slash designer is Steve Wands and Slumber is a book about um, I suppose ultimately about Stetson who is a what did she call herself, sort of like a dream detective or? yeah I think that's what she says yeah And uh, she cures people's nightmares by literally entering them through some sort of techno-magical door and uh, shooting those nightmares with a shotgun, typically. But within those dreams, there is a a serial killer who is using dreams to take control of people and make them kill seemingly random people, leaving behind a uh, cryptic message and signature and Stetson seems to have a connection with this person within the dreams and is also chasing them while you know solving people's nightmare problems.
3: And if there was a problem, yeah, I'll solve it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Check out the beat whilst the Dream Police Revolver? <laughs> As vanilla once sang. Yep. Did he sang? He's- and his name his name's Rick Van Winkle, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. Which is a yes, a sleepy thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, connections. Oh, dreams. <laughs> we make them in dreams.
4: Uh, uh, so, this book. Um, I uh, I really like this. I think it has quite a cool <laughs> sort of central concept. Not again, a bit a bit like Arna- armor armorclads. It's not entirely. Sort of original, but I think this is quite an interesting spin on it. I think the art that goes with it, between the kind of real world and dream worlds, is very cool, with um, quite a stark difference in colouring between the two. Yeah, and and then I think the kind of serial killer um, background story, which I'm sure becomes the four story before long, is is real interesting and um, like uh, engaging enough that I want to see what. Uh, Anyway, the serial killer story is interesting (laughs) That's my point
2: I I agree Um, I Wasn't sure what we were going to get with this Because I read Queen of Bad Dreams from Vault a couple of years ago Which was kind of the dream detective story Um, But this is kind of the opposite So dream In this it's very much Stetson going into dreams to fix problems while the DJ revolves it, Um, whereas Queen of Bad Dreams was kind of escapes dreams being pursued in the real world. Um, I'm glad this takes a different kind of approach, and I think the serial killer kind of possessing people through dreams is kind of weird but interesting, and I, I agree with what you've said about art. I think... That There's a clear divide between the real and dream world. It's kind of played with a couple of times where it's a little bit close to the real thing. Um, close to the real world, even. But I think overall it's a good kind of clear contrast, especially, yeah, colouring does a lot. And yeah. kind of following MC Escher dream logic at times mm-hmm. of upside-down rooms and stairs to nowhere is kind of classic kind of dreamscape, but yeah, it works. Yeah. Art good. Yes. Art,
0: Art good.
1: Art is good.
0: Art called <laughs> good. Cool,
1: yeah. good. I also like that even though it's quite horrific because serial killers and blood, um, and some of it is quite dark, there's also just that bit of humour about particularly when it's like, Are you eating a human leg right now?
2: <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna go for zombie beetles because zombie beetles oh, forever. Zombie
1: Beatles Forever was <laughs> also good. But yeah, it's it's yeah. There's a yeah. nice little bit of humor which, you know.
3: It reminded me of Chew, actually, yeah. in terms of as, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the
2: note much. I made as well. In terms yeah. of
3: those, like, cutaways to, like, other cases and stuff where it's like, um, zombie Beatles, um, I'm gonna fuck David Bowie in Labyrinth, um, all those. Just all of Matt's dreams put together in one yeah. sentence, really. I mean, look, <laughs> yeah. look. David Bohin Labyrinth, just Ooh. a man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How dare you, Will? He
3: can, he can, oh, uh, he can fushigi my balls.
2: <laughs> I'm so unhappy.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's uh, sorry. Go, go ahead, buddy.
2: No, I was, I was, I was Christ, this feels wrong. I was going to back Matt up that this does feel very chew. I think the cutaways and the kind of. Psychedelic dream sequences mm. are very reminiscent of the kind of drug sequences in Chew. The kind yeah. of idea that I'm sure we're going to get people with different dream powers at some point, and
4: yeah, yeah. and it's cartoon in its presentation. like us say it is like quite yeah. violent. There's a point where <laughs> what do they call it, carnipedo Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. like and just blows its head off from point blank, and then it's all like stumpy and goopy. But it's yeah, very, yeah. It, it's very I mean, cartoon. It's very sort of surreal. It's not, you know, it's not mimicking. It, and there's a yeah. head, foot, a, a tree full of eyeballs.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: it's
4: pretty cool.
2: Sounds like the name of a grunge band.
0: <laughs> mm. <full of> <laughs> yeah, yeah. we
1: we've, we've not mentioned as well the fact that you've got the detective who's. Investigating the serial killings, Detective Finch. Finch.
4: It? Detective Finch. Yeah.
1: Who's clearly a maverick because he turns up to a crime scene. So we know pants. Um,
2: and bunny slippers. We've all and done that.
1: bunny it. slippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's standard wear. Um, <laughs> and he's clearly like the other thread in this um, because this weird serial killing thing is attacking him in his dreams and possibly taking him over. And mm. yeah. So yeah that's, yeah it's interesting so you've got sort of the two the two sides to it you've got the down on is luck detective and then you've got the dream detective and i'm sure their paths will cross very yeah. soon
3: it reminded um, me as well just a quick you know some of the um like dream and alternate alternate reality sort of like and cross crossing storylines in um some of the later parts of jack staff um but again that's just for me i think that that uh reference um but anyone else who read jack staff will know what i'm talking about if they ever read this staffers out there <laughs> Yep, all yeah.
4: all all the staffers there seems to be um i mean it it, it sort of plays it off as slightly scientific there's a computer that yeah. Ed, Ed clicks <laughs> at, but they is also science. they also travel to dreams just through like a red bar. Uh, Yeah,
3: that's how we know it's not magic. Ah, yeah,
0: and also yeah,
4: yeah as long as a computer can't be, computers computer can't do science. magic. That is a no. hard hard law. No, but also, true. her companion Zhang appears to team. be yeah a, a sort of monster or zombie of some sort, and um. That's sort of not not touched on in this first issue no. particularly. But
1: so the door thing, the door thing reminds me of something, and it's not just Monsters Inc.
4: Nah, it's Monsters Inc. It's <laughs> not
1: just Monsters Inc. It's something Definitely
4: else. Definitely just I can't Monsters place Inc. It. I mean, there's a few. There's like some Inception vibes. There's, um, yeah. You know, dreams of dreams get touched on a bit. Well, I think this is quite a good, quite a good take on yeah. the subject, and the characters are fun and like it is. I think the script is very good, I think it's quite snappy like quippy um, but not irritatingly so um, and Stetson looks like she's got a bit of depth to her and is it Valkyra? Valkyra? Valkyra yeah. yeah. um, also the kind of mystery there about how they know each other and I'm kind of into this, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what, where cool. it goes
1: Yeah
3: So, next book
4: Yes.
2: Spook. Uh, so next up is the long named Count Crowley amateur midnight monster hunter from Dark Horse. Uh, the story is by David Dasmalchian. Uh, art and cover is by Lucas Kettner. Colors are by Lauren Affy. And letters are by Frank Kovacovich. So, Count Crowley, Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter is the continuation of the previous four-part series, Count Crowley Reluctant Midnight Monster Hunter, um, in which Jerry Bartman had a bit of a meltdown whilst doing TV reporting and ended up having to take the place of the previous Count Crowley, now MIA, uh, Rich Barnes, and become a horror host, as you do. Um, but she hated it and, kind of, you know, looked awesome. Uh, it was very popular. Yeah. It was very dismissive and hateful towards what she was doing. But you know, people liked that, so now she stuck with that job. It's a very good look. It is. It's it's a strong image, and you can kind of see the other horror hosts it draws on. Yes. Um. From there, she then finds out that the real Count Crowley, or original Count Crowley, was also a legitimate monster hunter on the side. As you do. Um, (laughs) This basically jumps in after that kind of initial run. Um, We kind of... Basically, that's it. She finds out monsters are real, um, has a run-in with a werewolf, has a running with a kind of Frankenstein zombie type guy or a Billy, as they're tagged in this. Billy, we're told well that's well, that's short for a Tombia. Um and from what I remember of the first series, not a ton of like big story happened. It was a lot of establishment and kind of ludicrous ideas tacked together.
0: Mm.
2: And I think this kind of follows on pretty straight from that. It's it's been three
3: years, so it's hard to remember all the deeds. Yeah. I was gonna but say, I, was it just was it cancelled previously, or no, was it just that it ran its length? It was it, it
2: was intended to be a four issue series. Um I think the delay between th- between volumes more than anything is that David Desmalchian is a real person who does other things.
3: Yeah. Um, that gets okay. in the way.
2: Suicide Squad being probably the Yeah. The most recent of things. Big one. So I think it was like a lot of kind of celebrities writing comics. I think he just had other stuff to do, I guess.
1: He had a different job to, that he needed to do.
2: Indeed. Um, I wasn't really expecting to get more of this. So I'm kind of glad we have, but I'm not entirely sure that this is the best kind of jumping on point. Um. Basically, this issue follows Jerry as she tries to hunt a werewolf essentially um, but I feel like part of that story has already happened, and I'm kind of curious for how you guys managed to jump in at this point where she just kind of gets on with it more than anything mm. I obviously, didn't obviously Vincent no, I didn't gives I didn't you a little catch up of yeah.
1: I mean, thank you, Vincent, for that lovely um, recap. I didn't actually mind it. I mean, I would like to probably go back and read what has happened previously. Hmm. But I didn't think it was essential. It felt like, as you've said, like the previous issues were basically establishment. So what we're doing is we're coming into it when she is established. as you sometimes do with jumping on points for other characters as well. So we've had a little recap. We know what she's about. It didn't feel like I needed a massive amount of prior knowledge. It felt like, yeah, I could just read it and understand it, which I did. Um, So, yeah. And there were there was a werewolf, there was two werewolves, uh, there was werewolves, um, so yeah, and I think, you know, it sort of feels like things have sort of expanded out a bit and this is the expansion, but that again doesn't feel like it's punishing me for not reading the previous ones it's you know you you get to know who jerry is as a person you get to know the people around her you get to know the setup you get to know that this world has actual monsters and yeah it, it it's great it doesn't it doesn't sort of talk down to you it uh, you know sort of hello new reader will ham hold you through this because it doesn't need to because the plot line and the story works as it is
0: mm.
1: and that's my opinion
3: guess who really liked this book? Who? Me. Oh, well, that's a surprise.
1: I did not see that coming.
2: Um, (laughs) but there wasn't any over the top violence in it. It was, wasn't drawn by James Stokoe. I
3: (laughs) I can't
2: can't figure it out.
3: So I'm not a huge, like horror person in a lot of ways, but what I am is a like late night horror host type of horror person and b-movie horror um and stuff like from you know like 50s uh b horrors um all sorts of that sort of thing like there's a particular aesthetic to that Mm -hmm. that i really love um and the kind of contrast with that and the kind of 80s um, like the kind of contrast between like that and the, the the 80s kind of world that it's set in um the like I like I like modern monster hunter type books if they're done with some like tongue-in-cheek stuff and like like this is it's quite charming um yeah. honestly and like the like the the art is fantastic um I really love like uh, i i really love like the design on like vincent van gogh <laughs> um like it's a great little thing and like it's got all of the kind of um horror host elements to it like when you look at his palette when he's cleaning sorry cleaning painting and it's got like the bat wing um it's got like the eyeball and the bone and stuff like and all of these sort of little, little things where it's like, ah, how does a monster get, you know, get the colors that they need for their paints? Well, of course they, they, they use like blood and, and sick and stuff like, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's got these like little kind of aesthetic touches and stuff like, I really like, um, the old, like the old bastard man Crowley, um, designed like sat there with his like a uh, cigarette holder um, and stuff eating like munching on beetroot um, and with like a big big old sword in one corner of his room like a statue of Pazuzu um, <laughs> on his on his drawer uh, on the chest of drawers and all that sort of stuff like it's like it speaks to kind of like the the Misfits fan in me Mm. Um, and just like the fun, funny sort of like we're aware that this is silly, but we're also going to play it seriously because in this world, it's these people's lives sort of thing that I, you know, that that I like. So I, yeah, I I really liked this. I, I agree with a lot of that. I think it's, that's
2: a lot of the things that drew me to this originally. Um, Kind of ticks a lot of the same boxes as Elliot Rahal's Um Not Creep Show. Shit, what was the series called? Somebody help me out. Um, trying. Will's definitely got the first one. It was in a bundle we both bought Return um, to Whisper and oh, Creature yeah. Feature, and it's called. So it wasn't uh, it's a cult classic. It, oh. Cool classic, thanks. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, re- really, similar to Elliot Rahal's cult cool classic series and that kind of B movie trope.
3: Yeah,
2: thing and a little
3: bit of like hack and slash.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I like the fact that this is kind of played with stuff, and it, it's kind of you've got um, uh, Vincent, the old guy, kind of going. Ah that's not how werewolves really work. You got to you got to chain them up and cut the tongue out. You can't really kill a vampire, they're actually immortal, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. They just tricked us
3: into thinking they could be killed. Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: It's it's really dumb, but I I like the idea that it's like idiot. No, you can't kill a vampire. It's It's dumb, but it kind of works. When we see so many different versions of vampires all the time, I like when someone just tells
4: you it's all wrong. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm no connoisseur of the kind of B movie horror genre, but I found this a pretty fun read. Like I think it's the characters read really well, and I think um, as you say, it's got that tongue in cheek. It's a really fun um, kind of moment to moment read and despite like some little details being missing i didn't really get the fact that she'd taken over as count crowley jerry yeah um that wasn't sort of immediately yeah. when you gave you a little blurb at the beginning i thought oh, there's a couple of couple of things there that i didn't know but it didn't matter and i kind of presumed that if i'd kept reading that would come you know that would come with a bit of time mm. and it didn't i didn't feel like there was much detail missing there is a bit where she makes a phone call to a policeman
2: I think, I'm not sure if he's a policeman or if he's just another reporter.
4: Okay, he might just be another reporter, just like he had to...
2: Because I think everyone she speaks to, she speaks to her brother as well, who is like the head of the TV network now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think everyone is just like TV-related people that she's friends with.
4: That scene, that scene ends with her cat's like paw yeah. fo- on a phone book. Yeah. At that point I thought like... Am I supposed to know if this cat's magic or something?
2: <laughs> I don't I don't think the cat's magic, but I like the idea that the cat
4: is magic
2: just as a, as, a, as a throwaway detail the fact if the cat's just like you're looking for Steve and Aggie, come on. Just <laughs>
4: <laughs> It's <laughs> right it there. And it's got some funny bits in it when she's trying to buy things from the like hardware store and she's yeah. got she's got the secateurs and she's like doing ninja with them and somebody's looking it's just just gives them a little wave i like i like all that stuff and yeah despite not knowing a huge amount of the background scenario yeah it's fun i don't know yeah it's good yeah. i agree with you about the art as well i think the art's like consistently really good throughout yeah really nice i, I
2: don't
3: think just a good color palette as well mm. like mm. when it decides to like use like the the dark and heavy sort of shades um, as well for, like, the kind of, like, for the the, the Van Gogh and for, like, the, the sort of creepier scenes, it's really effective because a lot of the, the rest of the time it's fairly bright and kind of normal-looking. Um, yeah. And then things, like, and then just, like, everything shifts and goes a few shades darker. Um, and, yeah, it's really effective and... Yeah, just great.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I I think the art throughout is pretty great. I don't know if I've read anything else by Lucas Kettner, but this is pretty solid. And, yeah. um, so is this different
4: than the first volume then, with the art? I think it's the same
2: artist. I think, I think it is still... I let's, let's find out. To the
1: Google. Yeah. While we're looking I, that up,
2: I did what like I also
1: this... like oh. as well is that it, it definitely has... It feels nineteen eighties. Yeah. The Mm. details are all there. Like yes, we had big tapes, and you know, we, you know, yes, we had corded phones, and you know, we were smoking smoking on the
3: plane. Yes, smoking on the plane. Yeah, Yeah, that's like a culture shock. The like to think about the air steward's literally
4: lighting like passengers' cigarettes on the plane.
3: Yeah. Yes, he did do
4: the previous Cam Crowley.
1: Hey. So yeah, it works. It works Google. as a period piece, also. Mm-hmm. And can I just say, when the is it when the car blows up? There's a sign that I quite like that says "drinking and driving." K- old friend- and friendship. Friend- I gotta kick out of that.
2: Um, I also like as well that kind of each cover. I mean, obviously, you guys have probably only seen this cover, but is very eighties B movie esque.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think that helps sell the overall products pretty well
4: yeah i mean i think the names the names oh no, the name's solid yeah. and I, I like yeah.
2: the fact that we've progressed from reluctant midnight monster hunter to amateur midnight monster hunter
0: yeah it's like,
3: like made yeah. it's we've got we've got um the hit the the monster hunter discovered the monster hunter rejected and the monster hunter defined
0: <laughs> Does, do, uh, because,
1: because you've gone from reluctant midnight monster hunter to amateur midnight monster hunter is is she eventually going to go professional midnight monster maybe hunter?
2: she needs to maintain the amateur status so she can be in the olympics
3: oh yeah oh I was yeah just saying, like point. no we're go- currently we're in like a territory system she's going to take it nationwide and like break up the um break up like the nwa and the, yeah. uh, the awa
4: maybe that's it there's three more volumes professional Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter International or Incorporated. Oh, yeah. And then, then retire. And, yes. and, and then, like, reborn. With a, well, and a then, like, then,
0: then
3: we get reborn or uh, the hunt for, for Count Crowley. <laughs> the
0: the hunt for uh, run run, and run.
3: I'm just trying to think of the Batman, the Batman <laughs> arcs that made that run up. <laughs> was, it, was it the hunt or the search for Bruce Wayne? You know, Zach. I do. And I can't think the return, the return of Bruce Wayne. Where he's going through time. And yeah, it's the return gets, of Bruce Wayne, I think. Okay, return. Okay, yeah. Um, so it'd be the return of Count Crowley, which would come sort of around the same time as, like, as, as Count Crowley. A- after Count Crow- Crowley R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After uh, Count Crowley and son.
2: For th- those of you who are normal, we've got into a real Grant Morrison Batman hall here somehow.
3: Yeah. Um, we apologise God there, Batman run rules Yeah, it really does <laughs> But yeah, so bigger than capes We're not talking about <laughs> capes <laughs> Specifically
0: <laughs> Yes
3: Um, But someone Someone in the next comic does Wear a cape So I'm sorry, we have <laughs> to disqualify um, We have to Disqualify uh, I mean, lock.
2: At least on the cover Count Crowley also wears a cape
3: Oh, shit, you're right. Sorry, Count Crowley. <laughs> you're, you're, you're rude. You're disqualified. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so uh, I have brought to the table uh Lock, the artisan wraith. Um, it has uh, art and words by uh, Livio Ramandelli, lettering by Sean Lee, uh, nice. is edited by David Mariotti, and it rules um, because it's yeah. more Kill Lock. Um, and yeah, like, so this, um, this like new series of the Kill Lock takes place kind of an indeterminate time after. It doesn't seem like it's too long, but it could be any, it could be like, you know, m- maybe a couple years yeah, or something. I would, it's like some, medium, some
1: time has passed.
3: yeah, it's like sort of medium time, tar- medium term sort of afterwards. Um, but kind of on this like interstellar scale, it's a little hard to tell. Mm. Um, but yeah, it takes off where, uh, the first series, the Kill Lock left off with, uh, the artisan, um, now possessing the body of the Wraith, both of which are, are robots. It, it's robots. You remember the Kill Lock? <laughs> there were robots.
1: Was, was more I, of them. Yeah, I can tell you that the kill lock was discussed by Bigger Than Capes, issue number forty-three, oh, uh, which was myself, was myself, Will and Matt.
3: Ah, okay. Someone was missing. We just couldn't. Zach was missing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think I'm pretty sure I hosted a book
2: club about it. So I
3: can't. I yes, was kind you, of you win mm. either so, way. So um, this this new series, I say, uh, takes off after that, and shifts our focus characters, which I think is the right decision, um, really. We were talking beforehand, like when we read uh, the first series, about how we'd be interested to see other corners of it and the kind of reaction almost to this series and kind of the the, the wider universe and how it interacts uh, with all of this. And that might be what we're getting. Um, We follow two um, Resolve-class robots. Um, The Lurk, who is a tiny man um, robot who can go invisible, um, but over time the invisibility chip, uh, like, destroys uh, his memory um, to the point that, like, he no longer kind of has his old identity and has become, yeah, just a new person almost called the lurk. Um, and, uh, his partner who is a robot who we do not get a name for, but, um, we are introduced to seeing them seemingly defeat the kill lock, um, in some way, like by some sort of surgery. Um, and the kind of acceptance of the, their own destruction. Um, but kind of realizing that they cannot defeat the kill lock, that it will do what it does, but that there's, that there's a way kind of through it. And it's, it's a, it's a good scene. Um she seems really interesting and we do not know enough about her yet and I'm angry because I want to know everything um they are they've been hired um by uh by basically the central like ruling committee council class um of this of this like um society to find and kill uh the artisan wraith um Mm -hmm. And, yeah, they, they're pursuing that. This book's good. This book's really good.
4: Yeah, it's really good.
3: It's excellent. Like, do yourself a favor. Just read that first series. Just so, like, you can – just so you can come and read this. I think that it actually does a very good job of, like, of of kind of briefing you on the previous series but obviously it lacks all of kind of the emotional weight of it so you could quite easily kind of hop on here you just need to know that like there's this particular threat that was established in the previous series um and these people are being tasked to deal with it now like um you know these these two assassins or problem solvers um, have like have ulterior motives as well for taking this job, um, seemingly, and go from there. Like you could read this,
0: and you I should. Think
3: it, I
4: think it does a really good job of developing emotional attachment for the new,
3: yeah, kind right of two right lead
4: right. characters yeah. straight away. As you said, the the memory loss thing tied to the cloaking technology is really really interesting, meaning that it's kind of like a self-fulfilling cycle that he, he loses memory. So he shouldn't be using it very often, but because yeah. he is losing memory, he uses it more than he should.
3: And so on. He forgets
4: on. he shouldn't be using
3: it almost. Yeah. He almost enjoys that... the, the, the power as well. Like it seems and, like. And there's somewhat
4: self-arrogant belief that he won't be affected by.
3: Yeah. Because he forgets the, these... that he's been affected.
4: Yeah. And thinks he's, you know, still sharp as he ever was. Um, and the care that's shown by the other yeah. assassin, Bob, and then also the, the the little backstory that they had to leave their original kind of casts. Um, they're allowed to, I guess, self modify more than any other class mm. type. They don't have to yeah. adhere to anything, and
3: that they're entirely despised by every other class type. Yes, and yeah. it, I. I really like just to talk about the the, the modifications. Mm. Is that we see the unnamed, uh, like the unnamed robot, go from like it establishes it so well, uh, like going from this incredibly emotionally like dis- like th- th- this robot that's one of the most like emotive um, faces on any of the robots we've seen in either series. Um, in, in its introduction, the first couple of pages before it defeats the kill lock. And then for the rest of this book, like we know that that's who they are, but we're never allowed to see their face again. Like we never are allowed to see them physically display emotion. They were this sweet looking armor. Yeah. And I think that's really effective because it just, yeah, lets us go like, okay, this is who they are. And then just from then on, it's like, and now it's business. And, like, they will show emotion in words and care in words, but never, like, on their face again.
1: Mm-hmm. I think what's also interesting is the the one that modifies herself, the, the assassin, that she's identified as a she
0: specifically yes Mm.
1: so we've not the previous kill lock all the robot i mean the child was kind of you could argue gender neutral to a certain extent but the others were all sort of masculine coded yeah whereas here you have a robot who is very clearly almost feminine coded when she has a face um certainly in sort of the way that the face is framed with you know, bits coming down that you could say look a bit like hair. Okay. And then she becomes this, you know, ass- you know, assassin without a face. But quite clearly there is that old sort of caring robot in there um, who's also really clever. And I think it's interesting to pit, because the artisan's obviously quite masculine-coded and he's a psychopath. Mm. And it's interesting to pit him against this feminine-coded robot who's also smart and also... Um, will do anything um, necessary. Um, So it it will be interesting to sort of see if they ever... I'm assuming at one point they will meet. Who's to say? They may not. But I think it's interesting to have her as sort of the focus character this time, as opposed to the previous book. Because we have this question about robot society, like, are they all actually guys? Yeah. Um, So it is nice to sort of see that there is sort of some little differences
3: and um, it's it's interesting to see when you say about like the contrast between the artisan and this robot like the fact that it seems at least like it's playing with the kind of theme of like in the first uh, in the first book like there's that sort of forced family yeah. um through the killock and the artisan is like basically like use they're all just tools um, to it really whereas here we're actually given someone who puts themselves in danger and like um, for their like for their colleague like for their comrade like they actually do that and like you know take take risks to protect them and putting that up against the wraith who sorry the artisan. Who, is, who doesn't have those sorts of ties, and seeing how that comes together will be really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I'd be really interested to see if the other original three characters make any sort of reappearance in the... Yeah, in this manifest kind of new, in the mind. It's sort of in this yeah. disguise. Yeah. Um, I kind of got the impression that the, the story thread might be um, the unnamed character mentions that like she's looking out for somebody a great smart mind. enough
3: to fix. yeah which is yeah. The, yeah. yeah sorry
4: the yeah. artisan that that's it that's that feels like it might yeah it starts as a hunt but will probably end up being a sort but of an be, easy alliance
3: yeah, yeah i'm so excited to have more of this book thank you so much angela for turning us on to this
4: yeah i'm uh I'm glad like, they they held the wraith back until the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I, it wasn't nice that even though it's called the artisan wraith, the artisan wraith doesn't actually appear till yeah. like right yeah.
3: towards I, the end. I don't need. I don't. I don't really ever need them to be the focus character of the series. I'd be fine with like cut-ins and stuff, but I want them to be this this background thing that, like, we're learning about again, almost.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think this would work if it was from the, the assassin race point of view. I think it has to come from a different yeah. direction, because it, it's tough to have a character who is clearly the bad guy kind of narrate something when... Well, are they? I, th- I think he knows he's the bad guy as well. Yeah, I think.
1: he doesn't care that he's the bad guy. I mean, yeah. but,
3: but we've said before that, like, good guy and bad guy is kind of, like, the society is so terrible that yeah. he is. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think the thing with the artisan, though, is he manipulates emotionally, including a child, to get yes. what he wants. That's what makes him the bad guy.
3: It's, But it's very much meant as a... Like, the artisan is very much, uh, like, ends justify the means. Um, and
4: when he's pitted against that other artisan, I was totally yeah. on yeah. artisan one side. He was yeah. still my hero even in that moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think it, it's it
2: would be hard to frame this as... I, I just think it would be hard to frame this story from the point, from his point of view, where it's like, yes. "Ah, the you know the cops are after me now." I think it's hard to,
3: <laughs> yeah, mm. uh, shit, coppers, um, yeah. the Rossers. the Rosers, the five O, yeah.
4: <laughs> um, no, I think that, as you said earlier, Matt. I think the new characters is an excellent choice as a
3: reintroduction yeah, to the world. They seem like they'll be really. I really need to know more about her so badly.
1: Yeah. I think we will. I think. Oh, it will. definitely!
3: But it's exciting to be in this it, state.
1: Yeah, it, it's nice to sort of have something new to go at because I think that is the best way of.
3: Because character it. exploration is was one of the strengths of the first. Um, well, who series, thought like, you would
1: get that emotionally attached to those characters?
3: Yeah, yeah agreed. Um, so, um, shall we move on to uh, rankings?
4: To ranking. Um, I think this can be pretty tough. They're all going to be very close for me. Um, yeah. Gonna, kind of a clear I... top, and then the other three sort of sit. Um, I'm going to yeah. go really, going to go really quickly, and I'm going to go purely. Oh, f-
0: let's
3: let's f- see f- if ours match.
4: Complete gut. Um, so this is not this is not a, 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 a really a doing down of any of these. Um, but I guess in order of my excitement to continue reading it would be a uh, number four, Armored Ads. Yeah. Um, number th- three, Count Crowley. Uh, yeah. I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised by that because that's not usually my thing, but I did enjoy that. Number two, Slumber. I really like the art in that um, and the general kind of dream vibe. And number four, Kill Lock, because it is a continuation of a really great series and it continues to be really
3: great. Cool. Um, Zach? yep <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm here <laughs> i uh,
0: yeah
2: it's it's tough i agree with will i think this is hard to rank um i'm gonna stick with the original ranking i wrote down i thought it was gonna change but i'm just gonna power through so i'm gonna say that four is count crowley because much as Will has oh. said about kill lock it, it is a continuation i I already like this series and I think it's a really good book and I'm going to enjoy reading more of it. But I think it's hard to say this is the best book of this month when it's issue five of an ongoing yeah, that's thing. Fair. I can um, that, but... I am going to completely ignore all the words I've just said in a minute, but shut up. Uh, I'm going to go th- three, uh, Slumber. I think it's a good first issue. I have I'm kind of invested in the mystery we get, but I do have some concerns that it's going to step on kind of queen of bad dreams territory and end up being, it could could easily end up being a very similar book. So I hope it's kind of does its own thing enough in the next issue, which I think will be the proving of where this really stands, but it's a good first. They're all good firsts. Even if they're like a fourth or a seventh issue, whatever. (laughs) Um, Two, I'm gonna go kill Locke. <gasps> I I think it's a really good issue. Um I like the resolve class characters and I'm really curious as to where we're gonna go. And I I don't know who I am, but number one, these armor clads. I, oh I, oh
3: I just think it oh was I
2: think it was a strong first issue daddies. and I think Kill Lock is two because of the same reason that Crowley is four. I don't think I don't think this is its own thing. I think and we we obviously can't know, but if we if if we were coming at this without six issues of the kill lock in the bank, I don't know if any of us would care that much. I think this is is great based on the fact that we've had six great issues of the kill lock. Much like I think Count Crowley is Great, based on for on me already being invested, I don't know if I was coming at either of these new. If this would get me that much, armor, point against all the odds, armor Clads feels like Valiant doing something different and just publishing an interesting sci-fi book. I also like the implied idea that no one really leaves when they turn twenty, and I know it. I know it's in a million different stories, but. I always like seeing how people are going to overcome that this time. Um,
4: yeah, that it's out? a collection of references, but they're, they're all fun yeah. references. Yeah, yeah.
0: Who's
3: next? Um, I'll go. Um, so this is um, going to be interesting because, like, I t- it all comes down to Angela whether we're whether we've got. Four different lists this time because I'm different from both of you. Um, in fourth, uh, is armor clads. Um, I am probably going to give it a second read, like Angela suggested. Um, but first time didn't super click with me, I wasn't super invested. Um, but I can see like being more invested, like every, everything you read is to some extent formed from like formed from older, older ideas, um, repurposed and stuff like to sort of make something new. Um, and yeah, this has got a fair bit of that, but there's nothing wrong with that. Every, like I say, every story does that. That's got, that's not a bad thing. Um, I just, just didn't super click um third is slumber um it's it's fine like it's got a good core concept um and there's some pretty solid uh there's some pretty solid art in there um it's kind of cartoony in a way i appreciate at points um and I might, again, I might give it another look. Second is Count Crowley, uh, because it was fun. Um, I hadn't read the first series, uh, intended to, uh, but kind of let it slip. This was really easy to read. um, As a kind of, as a first-time reader, I get what you were saying, Zach, about it basically being the fifth issue rather than having to kind of really start a new series. But it did unload me really easily. Um, and it's got a lot of stuff I like. And number one, uh, the kill lock, um, artisan wraith. What more needs to be said on that one that I haven't said it rules, read it. Um,
1: well this is interesting isn't it yeah you're not gonna get four different lists
3: oh because you agree with me
1: (laughs) no (laughs) because
3: i think we've only had ever had that once happen yeah we have
1: and i I was concerned that you know the world would end um (laughs) no so number four is count crowley i like it a lot i'm intrigued to read more
3: how dare you agree with zach
1: but <laughs> I do, I I mean, it has encouraged me to go back and, and read more of it. Um, and it's fine as a jumping on point. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I yeah. will be interested to read more of it going forward as the amateur Midnight Monster Hunter, as opposed to the reluctant one. Um, but it is a continuation of a previous book. It's a fine jumping on point, but there you are. Uh, number three would be slumber because I like it a lot. I think the art's really good. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it It's just there's other ones that I like better <laughs> slightly. It's very slight. Um, it does bear similarities to some s- stuff we've already mentioned. But, yeah, slumber's, slumber's good. It, it's interesting. The art's really cool. It's kind of fun, and also someone eats a human leg, like, so
0: yeah,
1: yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah. Now, the next two... Everyone
3: guard your legs around Angela.
1: <sighs> well, I am feeling a bit peckish. So, number two, I'm going to go with the Kill Lock, the Artisan Wraith. I can't now, believe you. Ultimately... I can't
0: believe you've
3: done
1: this. Ultimately, when this, is <laughs> complete, when this story is complete... No, it's okay, I,
3: Angela. Make your excuses. It's
1: fine. <laughs> I will probably like it more than the one that's the number one. Who's to say? Yeah. But I think Zach's right. I think that the reason that we are invested in this book is because the kill lock was so damn good. And it is. Yeah. And the kill lock, the artisan wraith is also really good. And I like that Um, Livia ramandali is taking a different approach to it. But like at that end, when the Artisan Wraith finally appears, to me that has a huge impact because I know exactly what has led up to that point. If I was a new reader and I always read number ones and I always read, I mean, you know, if all my Valiant reviews tend to often say, oi, um, you're not thinking about new readers. Um, But yeah, for me, that has the impact because I know what has come before. And if I didn't know what's come before, would seeing the Artisan Wraith and the Moon and all of that actually have the same emotional impact? And I have to say, I don't think it would. It does because I've read it and I adore The Kill Lock. It's one of my favourite of the books and it will remain so. And I think The Artisan Wraith will be way up there with some of my favourite books of all time. But looking at it from the objective point of view of the readership, again, yeah, you, you do need to have read The Kill Lock to get something out of The Artisan Wraith. Which means that Armor Dads, Armor Dads, is number one purely because and I mentioned It's a Valiant book. Well, it is a Valiant no, book. But it's... Valiant Do Own My Soul. However, it's Valiant Doing Something New. And it's like, I have been reading Shadow Man, I have been reading Harbinger, I read the lot you know, well, whatever they put out, I read. But there are two other current books at the moment, you've got Harbinger and Shadow Man. I don't think they're entirely inaccessible to new readers. I think they're okay for new readers. But as someone who has been reading their books for, well, we won't say how long. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What year is it? A long, long while. I get a heck of a lot more out of them. And I really enjoy them and I love them to pieces. And I think the continuity in them is great. But I'm acutely aware that Valiant also need to be dragging in new blood. Mm-hmm. and i don't think that any of their recent books i mean exo maybe but again i love it because it's you know probably because of what's come before they need something to drag in new readers they don't have to come into the full universe that's that's fine yeah i mean armorclads might just segue them in who's to say but i yeah. think what armorclads does really well is it's regurgitating familiar tropes it's regurgitating familiar ideas in a new way and that's really really newbie friendly and if you're coming in and reading it for the first time you're not going to be completely lost and confused you're going to understand narrative it works for someone who's even not that familiar with comic books as a whole because so much of it is kind of if you're media savvy you'll get it so for me that's why it's number one because it's valiant doing something new trying to expand out a little bit and doing something that hopefully will bring in new readers. And I have to admire that because Lord knows their business decisions over the last five it's years confusing. have, been, have mm. been a little bit all over the shop. Yeah. But I feel like they do feel like it feels like they have a direction. And I think that Clads feels like something. It's like, look, here we are. We're putting out a book. You don't need any prior knowledge. Come on in. If you like this, then maybe later on in this run, we'll segue you into seeing something else, and then you'll go, oh, I'll check that book out. But for now, you've got this, and if you like this, you might like our other stuff. So there we are. That was a very long explanation. But
3: it's a solid solid argument, really, for it.
1: Yeah, the upshot is I agree with Zach. (laughs)
3: Um, I must say, this does feel like a conspiracy, because Will didn't agree with me. Um, And you guys arranged
4: this. I can't help it when you're wrong. (laughs)
3: <laughs> but no
4: but just to, to defend uh my, my decision a little bit um i agree like <laughs> you, you can't i can't unread the first kill Lock, and i completely agree with you the appearance at the end of the artisan wraith would have had little to no impact other than just being a very cool design but i also think this book has the best art and the Brand new two characters, I think, are the most interesting draw in that book. So I think despite it having lost the emotional weight of who the Artisan Wraith is, I do think you could read this and still get something yeah. fresh out of it without having read Killlock. Maybe not everything, but I think it's there.
0: Yeah.
3: Um I yeah, as much as a joke. I think those were like well argued lists, like hmm. particularly like Muangela, because I was like I would never have put armor clads sort of up my, like up at my number one slot, but your argument for it makes a lot of sense. And like in terms of Valiant needs to be doing stuff like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, like if we'll never, I don't think we'll ever get 2012 excited about Valiant again.
2: But it's the year of
3: Valiant. Yeah.
1: This is... 2022 is the year of Valiant. It's like the 10-year special. We're getting some stuff.
2: Or oh, because of a typo in this... In the, year this, this issue. Yeah, the, the year of Valiant, This issue. Yeah, the year of V, yes. Alien. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the year of that boiler company, yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. Great.
0: So,
2: is, is that the end of the episode? Is that what this is? I think yeah. This is, I think
0: that's this what
2: this is. is yeah. Um, so... Yeah, me and Angela are right, obviously. Um, Clearly,
1: yeah.
3: Will's less. Will is less wrong. I am the most wrong. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh,
4: <laughs> I can live with that.
3: Yeah, um, I can live with that. <laughs> four really I, good books, though. Yeah. I think I kind of deserve it for posting that GIF of the Bay, of the Bayhulet from Berserk. In yeah. Berserk.
2: Yeah, I'm going to close so the chat gross. window
3: uh, <laughs> Yeah, you can do that now that we've done all <laughs> of the uh, I'm finally the, the, free the, You don't need any information <laughs> what, what a shame it's burned into my mind
2: forever yeah, So gross <laughs> um, f- Four really good books this month And there was a bunch of other number ones that looked pretty good as well So I yeah. think um, Good March in general yeah. um,
1: Very good March
2: I, I hope people check out some of these things um based on the strength of recommendations um and we will be back next week when me and Angela discuss Jules Verne's Lighthouse
3: Oh cool. I I will uh, actually probably give that one a listen because like I struggled so much with Hellcop that are you suggesting I, you don't listen to every episode you know I was going to
1: say it's
3: i Shocking. don't listen to every episode just the ones that i'm on Um, no i i could like no I, i'll definitely give that a listen because i struggled so much with hell cop that i'd really like to hear um like talking about another book from that uh creative team, team yeah um and kind of maybe get more of an understanding of what sort of connected you with it uh, being really rad. Yeah. Being super rad.
1: Being really good. That's a yeah. good
3: sales point that they put out on the, on the book. Yeah. yeah, but being super rad didn't help Count Crowley or the Kill Lock be number ones and number twos for anyone but me. Oh, they're all winners this month. They were.
1: Yeah, everyone gets. But
3: some are thing. most winners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so this has been Bigger Than Capes. Um yeah. we have been Angela, Matt, Will, and Zach alphabetically. And we'll probably continue. How long does it
3: take you to, to figure that out? Have you been, doing, been doing, doing it the from... entire podcast?
2: Yeah, we're doing it the entire time, Matt. <laughs> you just don't listen to me. All all the episodes you're not on, apparently.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. I promise.
2: I'll check the stats, I'll know. Ah, oh, damn! You're all based in the same Stockportian territory. I'll never know. <laughs> I'll, I'll know if one of you isn't listening.
3: I'll use my best uh, to, to myself to Charlton.
2: <laughs> what was the point? All oh, right, the end. Um, this has been bigger than capes. Um, and remember that comics are bigger, bigger than, than, than capes. Wow, Unless you guys you are right. terrible.
3: Unless, kind Count Crowley, right. pay attention, Matt. <laughs> Did anyone else wear a cape?
0: <laughs> no.
3: Nah I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
2: Mostly bigger than capes. <laughs>